Welcome, folks, to episode 62 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. We're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters in the United Kingdom. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six, and with me today I have Andy. AKA, I'll be your pig in blanket. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. Very salty. <laughs> Very salty. With gravy on you. Uh, that just went a bit weird and awkward. Smother don't worry, me actually. in gravy. <laughs> Swallow me whole. And a bit of cranberry. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the uh, first episode of 2020, and we just open it up with a weird innuendo like that. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yeah. Happy New Year. We are <sighs> we are both seriously suffering from the post-holiday blues. We are. We had to go out of work today. It was rubbish. Oh, I've still got a little bit of time off. I'm just sick of the sight of my family. <coughs> my close family and extended relatives. I'm done now. I'm done. Can't be bothered with them. They're all annoying. Oh, did you get your toilet fixed yet? No. Oof. Well, we've had the inlet pipes up, but we've still got to get the floor done in the bathroom and the ceiling in the kitchen where the leak came through. Here's quotes. You get down your insurance? Yeah, we got the quote. Um... We probably could actually. Yeah, because they won't they won't fix the the repair of the leak, but they'll they'll cover the damage. It's whether it's more than your excess. Yeah, I'll have a look at that. Uh, yeah, the quote will be more than our excess, I think. Yeah, we've had the quote. The guy came around and had a look, and yeah, got a tape measure out or whatever, whatever they do. <sighs> yeah, there you go. I'd Always say. check your insurance, folks. Yeah, yeah, I'll have a look at that. Actually, that's not not the worst idea in the world. There you go. Hey, I may have the post-holiday blues and a low level of motivation for podcast recording right now, but it was but it was worthwhile. It was. It was it worthwhile. They usually like, they put a point somewhere to do it for you, so you haven't got to bother going around and finding someone. Oh, uh, oh well, we've already done that. So. Oh, if if you have, then you know they'll usually cover it. Mm. I will look into that, mate. Thanks for the pointer. Didn't even occur to me. That's what you, you pay for it for, though, I suppose, isn't it? At the end of the day. Oh, more than welcome. Yeah, yeah. So, how are you doing, my good man? I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. Recovering from a bout of man flu. Oh, dear. A lot of it going around. And it just after I was at death's door a few days ago. Oh, dear. Typically, whilst I was off on holiday. Of course. Yeah, that's the that's because that's the law of it all. But uh, I'm uh, on the mend now. A little bit throaty, a little Actually, bit snotty. Yeah, I can hear that. I can hear it in your throat. Yeah, that might. It's probably that not my recorder. Right. It's probably just my voice. Yeah, see, listeners, we had a whole thing before we started. Where I was saying, I can't hear you very well. Are you on your, are you using the right mic and all this? And then Andy had to fiddle with his settings and stuff. And it turns out it was probably his throat. It's probably me. That's why I sound like Kathy Beale. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. All right, TJ. That's that one, another one that, for you. That is definitely. Uh, but other than that, I'm good. I've enjoyed a Christmas of fun and frolicking with the family. And now it's all back to normal again. How about you, mate? Yes, I'm, you know, doing all right. I've got another couple of days off. I'm on daddy daycare duty um, before the kids return to school because wifey, I don't, I don't, I mean, you know this, but I don't know if the listeners know this. My, my wife works in healthcare. So it's very difficult for her to get long periods of time off, particularly around christmas and whatnot so i generally pick up the slack for school holidays and such like so i'm on daddy daycare duty we went to a big i took him to a big inflatable trampoline thing nice yes uh, not yesterday yesterday was new year's day wasn't it on new year's eve i took yeah him just to burn off a bit of steam and you know keep their little minds occupied i'll have to find something to do with them tomorrow um, but then back to back to routine next week. Back to normality. Yeah, um, I'm back in work next Tuesday proper. So I'm just hey. clinging on to eke every last little bit of enjoyment out of the time, <laughs> even though my That's family are truth. annoying me. See you next Tuesday. We have, however, as is traditional over the Christmas holiday, had much opportunity for family gaming, which is times when they're not annoying me. A lovely segue. Yeah, it's nice that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, so you can tell that, we've been like doing it for two and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> two and a half years. I'll have to start making birthday plans again for June. This, this year, 2020, landmark year, everybody. It's I'm turning 40 this year. 
Oh, yeah. Guess the, what? What? I'm turning 40 this year, too. It's the big 4-0. Maybe we'll have to do something for the big 4-0s. When's your birthday again? It's April time. I got it in my diary. Yeah, I'm August. It's August, isn't it? April, May, June, July, August. And there's four months between us. So, so the middle point between our two big 4-0s is also roughly around the three-year birthday of the of the podcast. <laughs> Celebrations. Mm, we'll have to have a think about what we can do for that. Yeah. That'll be good. That'll Graceland. Be good. Graceland, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start a GoFundMe for our 40th birthdays. Oh, bollocks. Let's just go to uh, Las Vegas. Just do, yeah, all right. Don't all do right. any dice. Only dice we could do is, is playing the craps. Yes. I don't know how you play that, though. Do you know how to play it? I don't think it's got anything to do with crap. No, no. well, I would hope not. Otherwise, it'd be rather messy. And smelly. Yeah, and I can't see them doing that in Vegas. I can. Well, I mean, they've got, yeah, they've got all the kind of smelly things going on out there. Uh, but in any case, the board gaming. So we got uh, Quacks, of, <laughs> Quacks of Quiddlingburg. I saw that on your Instagram. Well, you've been on, Roller 6 on the Instas. You, you've been watching my Instas. I have. Yeah. As complicated as you like. What Instagram is? Or Quacks that, of Quedlinburg? <laughs> I, I meant Quacks of Quib- Quibbleyburg, but, um, but also Instagram. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a lot of fiddly bits going on. Have you played it? No. No. Yeah, a lot of gris- frisbees and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, actually though. It's, once you get into it, it looks a lot more complicated than it is. Um, so that that was a bit of Christmas fun. My wife bought me a game called Goat Lords, as well, but we've not we've <laughs> not had opportunity to play that as of yet. And then the kids got some Pokemon cards in their stocking. Got a catcher. Oh. Yeah, and I bought them some. Uh, I got uh, some printed mats for them as well. Ooh, very well, yeah absolutely man you gotta you gotta you know what i mean i'm like you're not playing a card game in this house without proper play mat let's sort it <laughs> out <laughs> no without neoprene it's a no yes it's not happening so but uh, it's pretty good it's it's a double double mat set bought it off some some site um but the pokeball is the centre of the two mats. So you've got the white half of the Pokeball on one mat and the red half of the Pokeball on the other. So, oh, so it like, nice. lines up. Yeah, they're, they're, they're nice. So there's been a bit of Pokemon TCG going on. And then we just pulled out a few of the party classics, you know, when we've been seeing family and stuff. So we've done some Mind, done some Cockroach Poker, uh, a little bit of Unstable Unicorns, Ultimate Werewolf. Yeah, all the classics have come out this last two weeks. So that's wow. Yeah, took the kids to the pub on Christmas Eve and I took cockroach poker with me. Just had a few games of that while I had a pint. You know what I mean? Nice. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's been pretty hard, hardcore gaming. And then Dice Masters-wise, even though we've had a bit of a breakdown at the local gaming store... Cause we, Bre- breakdown or uh, break? Uh, a break, comma... Not breakdown. Down, yeah, had a bit of a break, comma, down the local gaming store... Oh, I was had it in my head like West Side Story set up with like you on one side and Paul Ford on the other. No, no, no. no. Well, I mean, to your waist and yeah. If well, I mean, we do play clothes. with our shirts open to our waist anyway. But um, <laughs> no, if any, if anything, it would be us and the Magic the Gathering players that are down on a Tuesday night. No, we um, we play on a Tuesday, so that was Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, wasn't it? So we've just been, we've just taken a little. A little breather, a bit of a break, comma, down the FLGS. Yes, uh, nice. I did, however, get my two-team date, takedown game done, my first round of season three. Who did you play? How did you get on? Uh, well, I, if anyone who's listening is not aware, two-team takedown is an online tournament run by CR Game Room. You have two teams, hence the name two-team takedown, and your two teams battle it out, but there's a ban list. It's a legacy league as well, so they've had a an accruing list of bands and your two teams aren't allowed to have two of the same card on. So it's a, it's a fun little event that's going on for the next five or six weeks. But in my first week, I went up against our man journey from the CR game room themselves. Ooh, what a lovely man. Hmm. Yeah. Mr. Fahrenheit himself, who, who blessed us with his angelic pipes once again in the Christmas special. As did you? Uh, no, that's no, 
Oh, okay. Because that must have been someone else at the end. No, that wasn't me. I don't know. Well, was it? <laughs> but yeah, so how did did you beat him? Did you represent the MOD? Did you take I him stand? I did not. I did not. No. But they were. I mean, I recorded it. The video is up on on our YouTube's channels. If anyone wants to go and take a look, I went one game. Joe went one game. We had a third game decider. The time was ticking down. We had a race. Highest life wins at the end. And Joe took me on highest life in that third game. So it certainly wasn't a mauling by any stretch of the imagination. Although that Tabasco Road team did take me down pretty pretty hard. I must yeah. admit. Did he have any crossover characters on it? Did he have any crossover characters on it? I don't know. It also seemed like a very curious question. You need to listen to the stuff we do. I need to listen to the stuff that we do. The Christmas special. Oh, because he was asking about crossover characters for that. I get it. There you go. I get it. I do listen. It. Th- what this is an example of of being really slow on the uptake. Oh, okay. I'll let you off. Yeah. That's what that is. That's this is this post holiday blues I was telling you, making me run at half speed. Half speed. <laughs> so Troy, yeah. Troy will have to cram us up a little bit more this time round. Troy will have us on times fifty, and it will still be slow. Still be um, slow, yeah. What about your good <laughs> self? Have you got any gaming in over the Christmas period? Gaming in, I have non dice masters related. We, um, as a family, we played a few of the old classicos. So we played uh, some Trivial Pursuit. Hit that. Classic, yeah. Play two games, one, two games, have that family. Have it, um, have it, general knowledge. Or was it, was it the core, the main Trivial Pursuit, or was it like one of the... It was uh, the one with the adult and kids cards. Right, yeah, I know the one you mean. So the adults get, get one version and the kids get the other, mm. uh, which is cool. Uh, did some high-end board gaming with Cluedo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Which, again, was, was fun. I have to admit, I mean, we like... I got out this game that we got, which was the Yummy World Party at the Picnic Palace. I showed you the photo of it. You so did. I'm going to get Daisy to play it. And it's supposed to be easy, <laughs> and I'm sure it is, but both me and my wife looked at the rules, and it was New Year's Eve, and it was getting a bit late, and we both went, yeah, I can't take that in. So that's still to play. I'm sure it's one of those things that you just need to read it and get your head around it. Yeah. You want a YouTube instructional video, mate? Yeah, usually I just get someone else to show me how to do it. It's quite hard to do that though with with the wife. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I get on. If I find a game and I'm not getting my head around the rules, I'll I'll go watch. Um, I think I think the channel. Yeah, I think the channel I even watch is called Watch How It's Played. I think it's that even bloke, actually that bloke and his son, the Dice Masters ones. Yeah, maybe the dude with the glasses and the smiley face. Yeah. Maybe. Someone out there will know, but that's what you could do if you... Yeah, I might, I'll do that. So that was that was about it for non-Dice Masters. Dice Masters-wise, I was playing a few games with you to prep for your two-team takedown tournament. You were. Because um, we've not actually recorded it for a while, so that was a few weeks ago. And I've got a cracking team. Uh, which, was it your, um, your big grey... Your big grey... No, the Warriors three. Oh yeah, yeah, that so, did. Didn't I post the video? Uh, I don't think we recorded it. Did we not? We were, we were just playing, weren't we? Oh yeah, for funsies. There is, and, there um, is someone in the tournament with a Warriors three. Is there? I'll be interesting so. to see how they build it because that the format that you're running for it is proper restrictive. It's missing quite a few of the, the staple things you go to, like any form of prep label for one. So it's quite a challenge, and I'm wondering how this would fare if it was less restricted. Bodie, so, uh, Darman Bodie played in the Warriors 3. Oh, what a ledge. Yeah, he's gone, well, the main Warriors 3, he's got a fixer in there, Cree captain to get him for cheaper. Uh, meteorite and SPDR for a bit of control, using him nice. navigation for his run. Which energy fixer did you go for? He went for the fist. Ah. Uh, yeah. So I've got the Bifrost with it, which works well to energy fix and to also try and throw these big guys in as soon as you buy them. Yeah. Yeah, that was really annoying. But they're dead smart. If you've not played around with them, Fandral, Hogan, the <laughs> Hogan that doesn't have a roll, and Volstag. Yeah. 
Um, uh, the three out. Oh, Volstag's the uncommon, Hogan's the uncommon, and Foundrel's the common, common, uncommon. Um, and they give each other buffs. Definitely worth a try. You can pick them cards up pretty easily if you don't have them, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, definitely worth a do for them. Very cool. When you get all three of them out, it is fun. They, they certainly put my teams Dan. Took them yeah. Dan. Come down to funky town. Dan Tan. Uh, who needs a giant killer? Is that what it's called? The giant killer? Uh, um, D&D one? You're talking about God the... Killer. Um, yeah, God the killer. God Catcher. God Catcher. Who needs a God Catcher when you've got a 10-9 fan draw coming down your face with Deadly and Hope Crush? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't an awful lot I could do with my twingers against that, that's for sure. That's a beautiful thing. So, yeah, looking forward to trying out that team a little bit more in the future with maybe a less restrictive element to it to try and get a res in there and uh, have a poke around and see what I can do. It's cool. Yeah, so that's about it for me. Yeah, lovely jubbly. Yeah, you're right, though. The, uh, the ban list on the two-team takedown is painful as. It is. It's not just like the big things like Shriek and Icefans on it, I think, and the kind of big OP cards, but it's just the, the little bits that you turn to, the res, yeah. Clayface. At, Atlas, your Clayface. Clayface, yeah. Clayface. Uh, all those things just makes it really hard, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Uh, and I think my teams are, they're actually not too bad kind of B-tier teams, but they are definitely struggling as a result of those kind of core utility pieces missing. I was I was desperately trying to find ways of buying up my like my pyro for example uh, yeah on the cheap so uh, but you know it's the way it goes it's the way it goes I was trying to get get in touch with my guy over at Asmodee over the holidays oh yeah yeah see what's the what with Waterdeep over here in the UK uh, and Europe but he's on holiday he's taken two weeks off. Two weeks off. Mm. So it was my hope that we might have been able to talk about when Troubling Waterdeep was getting released in the UK. But we'll just have to await that email. So we'll let you know, folks. Can't be long, can it? I think, was it, US one's due out on the 8th? Yeah, that's right, 8th of January. They got the train back on the tracks. Yes, they did. Yeah, Jimmy went out there and just hooked it on, sorted it out. Good man. Yeah, he's good like that. He used his hair. So that world's strongest man competition, he's got his strap to his back and he's just like charging down the track with it. No, I like to think like it was more like Rapunzel from Tangled that he kind of whipped it out, his hair. And then, his hair? Yeah, and then just yanked the train back on the track. That's that's how I that's how I picture it happening. Isn't there some kind of anime character that uses his hair as a weapon? Oh, yeah, probably. Is anime the right way to sort of say it? I'm sure it's not. Uh, no, I'm not sure. Is it not anime? Anime? Uh, uh, anime? <coughs> An- yeah, Aunt May. Aunt May. Aunt May. I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's our fellow geeks out there that know that. But like Guile from Street Fighter, he had a weird haircut, didn't he? He did, yeah. It stuck up all kind of odd. <laughs> we rambled on enough. We yeah, I think so. what we're doing. Yeah, okay, let's tell, the, let's tell the kids what's in this episode then. So, uh, two segments for you this time. We've got uh, quite a lengthy one, where, which will be a look back at the year 2019 and a bit of chat about, I don't know, whatever came to us really, whatever occurred to us with, <laughs> with regards to, uh, We recorded it three weeks ago, so uh, I'm not entirely sure I can remember what we talked about or what was said in it. We look back over the year 2019. What happened? what came out, what was released, how the meta changed, all sorts of interesting and informative stuff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, And then the second segment for you folks is a look forward. That's the look back. Then we've got a look forward. We're going to have a bit of a chat about 2020 and what what we're most looking forward to in the coming year. Uh, And that should should see us through, especially now that this intro has been recorded at like three times the length it normally should be. (laughs) And after speed. (laughs) (laughs) so i don't think there's anything else to say here at this point should we should we let the listeners get into get into the look back at 2019
get on with the show. Did you like that? I did like that. That was very good, yeah. Yes, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, as this is the New Year episode, we're going to now take a look back over 2019 and do a bit of a that was the year that was kind of thing. Yeah, like a little recap of what happened last year. Yeah. However, I have just confessed to Andy before we started recording that I'm not even entirely sure I remember what happened this year. Last year. Last year. <laughs> uh, well, it was, it was the year of the LCG, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Was that all this year, was it? Didn't it? Uh, Avengers Infinity. I remember I got it for Christmas 2018, so that was the very tail end of 2018. And uh, over 2019, we have been... LCG exclusive, really. Team packs and campaign boxes. <coughs> yeah, that's right. So we've not had any blind product this year. That's yeah. How how very interesting. Okay, well that's the first, I suppose, notable thing of 2019. Of course, it appears to be Wizkid's intention to move back to blind product, or certainly for 2020. Uh, yeah, we've got to get the the D and D box, which should or maybe hitting people's uh, tabletops about now or in the very near future at the time of the release uh we know it's ready i think it's stuck on a train on its way to uh yeah alaska or something i did hear word that um some of the some of the christmas uh some of the u.s folks will have received theirs not to reveal the weird out of sequence <laughs> recording <laughs> schedule that we're following or anything but yes we hope you're enjoying your D campaign box sets out in the u.s <laughs> yeah, absolutely and then you've got um wwe to follow so looking at the beginning part of 2020 will be still lcg and then it flips avengers time is it avengers the f- i don't know they keep well, changing it yeah, so it was uh, the order in which the releases are coming out have changed. Uh, Jimmy was on Facebook a little while back saying that originally it was going to be the Kryptonite Crisis, and then uh, no, you're right, Avengers Infinity Gauntlet, then Kryptonite Crisis, and then the Dark Phoenix. Subsequent now, Kryptonite Crisis and Dark Phoenix have swapped. So the right. X Men Dark Phoenix set is going to be the next one, which is a bit disappointing for a DC fanboy like me. Yeah, because that'll be a lot of Marvel-related product. It uh, is also I, I don't know if it's true or not, but quite a lot of the Marvel stuff, text-wise, doesn't seem to be as strong as say D and D or D and D mostly, but DC as well. I don't know if that's just the way I play or or different for everyone else, but. Do you think that? Just explain what what you mean. <laughs> or give well, me an example. You, when you're looking at kind of the, your top end teams, D and D have always had the most brutal game text. Uh, yeah, um, the, yeah, I get. What you, yeah. DC are pretty strong. Marvel has always been a little bit less so much, a bit more meh. Well, that may well be the case. I don't. I'm just casting my mind back. I mean, a lot of Marvely mains, a lot of mainstays, Marvel focused. I mean, I suppose the thing is there, and 2019 was no different. The volume of products that is Marvel IP compared to the other IPs is just generally higher, isn't it? Yeah, true. So true. I think if you if we're starting at Christmas last year, as you say, then with the Avengers box set and the two associated campaign boxes and then what was the next release and just trying to then we had justice yeah so a bit of dt but justice this is like the fourth dc set all told isn't it fifth we've had justice yeah. league world's finest batman green arrow and the flash and then justice whereas like avengers infinity is 217 like the 11th or something yeah <laughs> um so it may well just be that the, the volume of products means that there's a lot more cards that do you get what i mean it's a perspective thing yeah no no that makes sense that makes sense yeah um so yeah looking back then so we had let's do a rundown of what was released we had as you said the avengers infinity campaign box and the two team packs yeah uh we had justice and the two team packs battle for ultramar and it's two team packs yeah 
X-Men Forever and two team backs. Yeah. Was that really it over the year? I think so. I've not had something for a while. D&D is, is definitely been looking forward. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, D&D will be good. Um, one notable thing about 2019, though, just you reading, reading out that list, jogged my memory, is we had uh, OP kits were back this year. We did, we did. We didn't see one of them at all, did we, over here? <laughs> well, we saw a handful, I think. We saw a few around Manchester way at our stores, but I think, largely speaking, they were tough to see. However, earlier on in the year, there were some OP kits knocking around. So that, that was interesting because I think we'd had a big OP kit drought sort of through 2018, hadn't we? Yeah, we had a few. It was, I think the difference was that the OP kits had different cards on them. Whereas we'd had like things like shiny shocking grass, mm. um, a few shiny things at UK Nets 2018, but they were all all art repeats. Yeah, and yeah, nothing yeah. that you could just use in a store. Sure, sure. Unlike your like your Black Widow, your Kate Bishop, they were both in OP kits that were yeah eye catching. There was the Iron Man that worked with the Pepper Potts, that was quite an eye-catching, kind of casual team list sort of thing. But certainly looking back over the year, that that was interesting because we'd had a long period without OP kits. Big year, and you just mentioned in competitive events, big year on competitive play as well, 2019. No, I'd say less so much than well, well, the own perspective. The, I suppose, well, yeah, I mean, I'm talking broadly across the whole Dice Masters community. We had our first ever WizKids European Open. The Dice Masters World Championship was a was a WizKids dedicated event, special event at Gracelands in Memphis. Still had US Nats. Yeah, they, they always seem to get their Nats. Canada Nats. Yeah. All that North America love going on. So yeah, I was thinking about it from that perspective. I suppose <laughs> from your view, what you're saying is that you know, worldwide and you kind of more smaller events through the competitive calendar year didn't really take place. Yeah, yeah, no WKOs, no UK Nets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's certainly a, a disappointing element of the, the competitive game, but I think there was still a lot of activity and a lot of hustle going on. And after the, competitive, the state of the competitive game in 2018... I think we can safely say, as a look back on the year, that 2019 has now seen a bit of an uptick in terms of interesting competitive play, numbers at competitive events. Mm. You know, maybe. Now I'm saying that out loud, I'm doubting myself. <laughs> Just say it with confidence, it'll be fine. <laughs> the, the, the other thing about 2019, it was definitely been a year of direct damage. Yes, it has been the year of direct damage. What a glorious year it's been to again (laughs) (laughs) i remember very vividly actually on one of our early channel recordings in the early part of 2019 you got super salty with me because i'd made one of those kind of taxi teams where everything you did meant that you took a ping yeah (laughs) (laughs) and i watched it back and remember thinking oh what a beautiful time for dice masters it is (laughs) <laughs> when the attack set was no longer needed yeah um, yeah well staple metas that that we've seen in these Canada Nats worlds and European Open special championship um, Iceman yeah very much a dominant force Ben won with Green Lantern that's it I keep thinking Green Arrow but Green Ran- <laughs> Green Lantern yeah um, yeah him too and then him boom yeah, well, Boom Boom's been hanging around for a while, but she's been made super competitive with Hope. Yes, yeah, you've got um, Norman Osborne and the Collector Combo, another direct damage strategy that's been clinging on. Yeah. Uh, there is still a bit of thumpy, thumpy stuff hanging around, though. The Atlantis team has had, had its bit of life in the day, a bit of aggro weenie rush kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fix It is still around, I think, for whatever reason, and I'd be curious to know, but people seem to shy away from playing Fix It. I think it's a fear that it's too well teched for. Yeah, it's, 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 uh, I've tried a few, you know, I've tried a few mm. combinations and connotations of how to get them to work, and you, you can't just throw them out and attack. No. It needs, it needs support structures to it. Uh, whereas the the Iceman 
or before the nerf atom and energy field yeah doesn't need that that setup so if, if you're looking at fix it you need to get a fix it out you need a way of getting damage to him you need a way of getting him through blockers so you, you you're trying to get it's a lot of work to try and get him through for that damage not impossible but um a bit more work than attacking with a nice man and pinging him yeah 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 so the year of the direct damage i think 2020 we're going to see that swing firmly in the opposite direction yes i do indeed certainly with the wwe set coming out and yeah. um geezer from dnd yeah well and i think dnd broadly speaking has got a bit of thumpy thumpy on it yeah statue of the god king god catcher god thing. catcher yeah yeah if you if you step back and actually look at it the dnd is feeling very Dumpy thumpy yeah. as well. So we'll see a swing in that. But yeah, you're right. 2019 will definitely go down in Dice Masters history as the year of the direct damage. And you know, some loved it and some were frustrated by it. <laughs> I think I honestly think I'm in for a right miserable 2020. I'm going to be salty as because I think the pendulum is just going to swing too far in the opposite direction. That God catch is just ridiculous to my mind. It's going to be exciting to see how it fares up against each other because like the direct damage stuff is super duper strong. Whether it's super strong as much as having a row of 10-10 characters is is yet to be seen. Mm. Well, no, I don't think it is. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, yeah, it's um, we'll see how that how the balance goes. Yeah, it'll certainly be interesting. So uh, we'll see how that pans out. But yeah, I don't disagree with you. Year of the direct damage, as well it should be. Cool. So what are your Standout cards of last year. All oh, right, um, great question. On the hoof, <laughs> on the fly, on the fly, uh, on the fly. I'd probably say. I mean, I really enjoyed the Justice set a great deal, and I had a lot of fun sort of playing with that, and experimenting with the cards in there at the time. Although now I'm trying to think of what I've played with. So Clayface is a big standout for me. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? It's that whole kind of change in mechanic. It's not as much as PXG. But it's that whole change of how you're playing and you're thinking and you can get that extra lift to another character. You can get that extra energy. You can do that global of your choice. Yeah, you can always, always make a mask into whatever you need it to be, whether that be double up by bringing a character in on double energy, whether it be changing the energy out to something that's more useful. So Clayface would definitely be a standout card for me and I particularly enjoyed um, justice um, and what he brought to the table there yeah um hope pluripotent echopraxia would be a big standout card i've been experimenting a lot with that one as you well know i've, I've done the ob- i've done the obvious stuff with it i've paired it up with my boom boom i've paired it up with my colossus um but i've tried some more interesting kind of x-men pairings as well had a, a lot of fun down the flgs using it with the likes of sage you know the one that makes fielding more expensive the Cyclops that makes X-Men cheaper and gives them a little buff, Jean Grey, you know, stuff like that. So I uh, hope I'd probably say it was a big standout of the year for me and definitely want to build a lot of teams around. Yeah, it's a clever card. I, I like it because it's balanced because I know it's, it's super strong, but you're losing at least a card slot as a reaction. So, yeah, you can use it with Colossus, Piotr or Sputin, and you'll get her out quicker, but you're effectively losing a card slot yeah, unless you want to ramp and strive for the strive to get him again. So it's um, it's clever. I like it. Yeah, so I'd probably say those two stand out, and then just one that I've not played with a great deal, but I think has has made a big difference this year is Parasite Maxwell Jensen. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a there was certainly a couple of months to my mind where there were I saw a lot of teams both locally and nationally across the UK and internationally on Google Hangouts that were using. His little his buffing mechanic a great deal. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah, so that, I'd probably say them three. Nice, yeah. nice, nice selection. Thank you. What about yourself? Ooh, that is a good question. Huh? If I start myself, <laughs> uh, I suppose there's cards that I like, and then there's cards that are super strong. So I mean, if we if we go past things like Iceman, Atom. Mm. You know, they're super, you know, super good, super strong, fit themselves well into that top end meta tasticness. Yeah, I like the dreadnought, venerable dreadnought. Oh, yeah, Ugh. it's a super cool board clear. Uh, it's got a 
very blatant counter in Black Widow Agent, which is again a very cool card that came out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you have to be prepped for it. Else, you, know, you have to know what that card can do. Else, it's just gonna machine gun off your side of the board and leave you very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah, and very sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with a bit of thinking and a bit of teching for it, it becomes almost obsolete. Yeah, it definitely it had a little moment, I think, didn't it? But then didn't quite go the distance. But it'll it'll always certainly while it's legal, it'll still skirt around, won't it? It'll be around the edges of things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've not got something that can negate damage, it's going to um, it's got the potential to decimate. And it's a four cost. It's not you know super expensive. So that's that's definitely a favourite. It's definitely one that's eked onto a lot of teams. Uh, and that either been really good or, you know, Black Widow agents come out and it's been pointless. So it's almost as if you need that, but another way of getting damage through as well, just yeah. in case, uh, which is quite nice and a bit of a, a thinker. I really like the basic action with the hands. Power Almighty. Yes, Power Almighty. That's a cool card. It's, it's, it's certainly, it's a new kind of rampy churn mechanic. It's not one that, that I've seen in all the lists that from different events. It's not one that's been used at all. Mimic and just prepping a die and bag management obviously coming out on top. But uh, if you've got a lot, and maybe we'll see it more if we're going into next year and we're seeing a lot more di- um, combat damage, characters out, characters kind of swinging in and out and getting blockers in. Mm, uh, it, we may yeah. see that it becomes more prevalent. It's definitely got the potential to be amazingly strong especially if you've got you've got kind of four sidekicks out uh and so you could potentially be getting it um every turn with some bag management and prepping a dice it's it's mimic-esque to uh to use a posh word mm. well probably more so sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. definitely get some bag burn going on there so that's very cool it's, it was nice to see because there is definitely a lack of ways of ramping Without a doubt. Well, we big ramp, I think, is you know the 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 craven and hungry like yourself who want to go big or go home have struggled with big ramp. I think there's lots of little like prep a bit here and prep a bit there stuff going around. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Brilliant. Great choices. Cool. I mean, I, I know you play Power Almighty a lot. You use it a lot in our games, and it is certainly an interesting piece. Yeah. Yeah. I think that those two will. Will do for me. All right, very good, very yeah. good. Yeah, so 2019, the year of direct damage, the year of some interesting competitive play, certainly some standout meta cards. Uh, and anything else to say as part of our look back on 2019? Yeah, because obviously LCG is apparently going away, or certainly I'd like to see looking kind of forward uh, a mix of both. I like the idea of blind products and drafting and picking up a pack for a quid. Uh, I don't like having to think about buying the supercars need from some eBay seller out in Timbuktu for 400 quid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd rather put the money in WizKid's pocket than uh, some dude who lives in his mum's basement. Yeah. And there's definitely a few rares that have been spoiled where I'm just like, oh, why did they have to make that one a rare? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So that'll be uh, interesting to see how that kind of pans out and how they integrate the two and try and keep everyone happy. I've I've got happy with being lazy and just having a card. Or was it with divert tangent? We were playing the game the other day and I, I was trying to find rare danger room. And I just assumed I had it <laughs> because I was like, oh. I, don't actually have rare danger room so yeah it'd be weird to go back to that philosophy be interesting to see uh what they do with rotation if they do it and if they do it how deep they uh they cut yeah that's a great point because uh rotation this year just didn't they just said right keep it as is it's one card doesn't it it's just you anti that (laughs) yeah um and i understand why they did that they wanted to see how the x-men campaign box paired up with the X-Men first class stuff which it clearly does so I understand why they did that yeah so it'll be interesting you're right it'll be interesting to see what they do with rotation but the rotation this year was was a curious decision definitely just just on the LCG front something that occurred to me while you were talking there Andy is that one of the 
I suspect one of the underlying reasons for the move back to the draft packs is to draw players back towards the game or certainly back into their local gaming store you know, to do a draft. Mm. Um, so there's perhaps a, a bit of a drive of growth there uh, you know, to kind of rebuild it a little bit. And maybe also the fact that some high-profile players, certainly in North America, were big drafting fans and have probably chewed Jimmy's ear a little bit. But one thing I've observed this year in the UK is that we went very quiet and stagnant, very static over 2018, and we saw a little uplift of player base off the back of the LCG. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I think it's, you either love it or hate it. You have a look through Facebook and you see people like, oh, they're going to draft blind product. I'm out. And then there's other people that when they brought in LCG, were like, what? LCG, no more drafting, I'm out. So it'd be nice if they could try and find a balance. I know other games do draft packs, which have yeah. got the same cards in as a, a campaign box, but obviously it's just randomised, so you buy it and you sit down and you see what you got. I don't see why they couldn't do that. But, uh, we'll have to wait and see what they've got planned. Yeah, we will. But um, I suppose what, what I'm getting at is that there were a lot of people at the beginning of 2019. This game's dead. It's over. It's done. It's a, they're just going to try and eke out as much money out of this, this small little community as they can, and then it'll be over. And look where we are now, with another year ahead of us of releases planned. And, and as I say, over here in the UK, we certainly saw an uptick. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, I've, we've seen posts about people saying this game was dead since like the last for the last three years. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's not the case. It's still going. It's, it's outlived a lot of other games that have had a big explosion of this is the greatest thing since sliced bread and then disappeared. So it's certainly showing longevity. Yeah, yeah. Just maybe not as what's the word I'm looking for big bang popularity in the first instance yeah but yeah. Uh, we'll keep plugging away we will we will absolutely and we're certainly planning on we'll continue to produce our content as long as the game keeps going so get ready folks we're sticking around for another year <laughs> <laughs> maybe even after the game goes but yeah. we'll wait and see we'll wait and see what happens with that for sure but um we're gonna have to kingpin it there my man because we really have we managed to waffle on that long yeah we're hitting the 25 minute mark here um, but I'd love to hear uh, you know I, I say it all the time we love getting correspondence from you guys love to hear from you so please do get in touch what were your highlights of 2019 is, was there something that happened in 2019 that we've not commented on that you'd like to draw to our attention is there a meta card that you think is going overlook you know uh, anything in response to the conversation just there let us know you know all the usual places to find us on Facebook Twitter go to the blog in fact I think most of you know us personally on Facebook so just PM us yeah um, I'd like to say 2019 was the year that Alex Dickerson went from noob to uh, veteran. It's the year that he's moved from noob to veteran. It's like his coming of age. It's like his puberty in Dice Masters. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely uh, he's gone from he's gone from wooden spoon to to Slayer Sword. Yeah, absolutely. He even got his own YouTube channel now and everything. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> well done, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's good to see though it's good to see it's like when you see like when, you know he turned up at MOD PDM a couple of years ago 18 months ago like, and you know he'd not played the game before you know obviously showing him different hints and tips and, and, and ways of doing things and then he had a good time and then he's like flipping top four at the MOD PDM not UK Nats and then he's like ripping people new arseholes over in the the European side of things so yeah fair play and if anybody else has got any stories of those nature they'd like to share with us, then please do get in touch and we'll read it out on a future episode. Definitely. Yeah. Excellent. All right, mate. Let's move on to the next segment, shall we? Yes. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. And this next segment now, we've just we've just had a look back at 2019. Now we're going to look forward into 2020. We are indeed. We might overlap a little bit because we can't remember what we recorded because it was like ages ago we did that look back segment. <laughs> yeah, a little little peek behind the curtain there for you folks. So we, we pre-recorded the look back at 2019 in 2019. We're now in 2020 recording this. And we I can't remember what on earth we talked about. So uh, We recorded it like back in July, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> we, we kind of knew how things were going to pan out. That, that prediction we made about Waterdeep was... Uh, was Bang surprisingly on. accurate, yeah. How you got it right about the train, though, I'll never know. Hey, 
<laughs> I'm a mover and a shaker. <laughs> <laughs> so apologies in advance if we're repeating ourselves. If we are, then, you know. Oh, well. Oh, well, yeah. Tough, I suppose. Uh, it'll all come out in the edit when I sit down to edit all this t- <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, but one very simple question, I think, just to get this segment rolling. We're going to frame it up around this idea of what are we most looking forward to for Dice Masters in 2020? I think a nice positive way of looking forward. So I'm going to bounce it over to you, my good man, and ask you, what what is it in the world of Dice Masters that you're most looking forward to this year? There's two things. Ooh, that two? Good. That's cheating. I am going to cheat. All right. The first one, set-wise, is the WWE set, randomly. No. It's I know. It's not random. I know what you're going to say. Like, the IP does nothing for me, but it's going to bring your combat damage back. Well, it certainly looks that way from the spoilers, doesn't it? And uh, and hopefully in a balanced kind of way, so you can have the direct damage, combat damage kind of mix and countering each other and whatever else. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that influx of very nice looking abilities on cards with men in their pants. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the next new release due, uh, according to the solicits page. That's that's due to drop in February this year. And, is it you know believe nice. it when we see it but beyond Waterdeep, which is kind of technically out now <laughs> yeah that that's the next release so you, you should be able to get a feel for whether your prediction is correct or not the spoilers certainly indicate that it's going to be very combat damage intensive and we've said before haven't we that it's uh, very on theme that it should be that way yeah yeah it would be a bit weird if they had abilities that kind of did ping damage over a course of like 20 rounds or whatever yeah. Um, it's got to be like big smacks and big smacks back, and so so that that I'm very much looking forward to. I'll be looking to stew to make my artwork different on the cards, <laughs> um, or maybe I won't. Uh, we'll see how they come out and what they look like. So that's very exciting for me. The other thing I'm looking forward to is to get in in some more competitive games and doing some tournaments of our own. We've got the. Uh, MOD PDMs that we'll be doing throughout the year. Um, we usually do three. I think we're going to try for a, a fourth. Yes. Yeah, well, we're, we're making plans, aren't we? We have plans and intentions. And, and me and I with some more of our fellow Dice Masters here in the UK. I saw some fresh faces down in uh, Southampton a couple of months ago. And uh, they all seem to have fun. And hopefully we can build on that and get some more going and, and uh, meeting up with a nice community and getting ourselves involved in that. Yeah, lovely jubbly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but we should hopefully do four. Actually, that's not, not the worst idea for this um, birthday celebration. Maybe we should do an MOD PDM. Oh. Oh. That's something to think about. Yeah. Depends, because... When's uh, UK Games Expo? That's usually the first week of July, isn't it? First week of June. First week of June. Yeah, first weekend of June. So, um, yeah, that might be something to be talked about or looked at. The, the thing is, I suppose, mate, I mean, yes, absolutely, the MOD PDMs is something that we plan on uh, not only doing again this year, but trying to do a little bit more with this year, if even if it is just an extra event or two. Uh, as the year pans out but i think overall competitive play for 2020 could could have a a bit of a a, you know an uptick i think european championship went well the worlds in memphis went well u.s nationals seem to be a good event um all reasonably well attended or certainly well attended compared to the kind of player base yeah. player base at this time so in addition to their PDMs we might find it's a pretty good year competitively all told we need to uh, as has been discussed I think you know we talked about it after the European Championship I know CR Game Room had Troy on to have a bit of a natter about it we need to just keep giving that feedback to WizKids and, and being vocal about what our wants needs and desires are in that space there but the UK players can be absolutely assured that even if nothing does come out of the woodwork for the UK, we'll make sure some events are put on. Absolutely. Watch this space. Yeah. 
Although I think we'll, we'll go back to uh, MOD no cut style with the raffle. Yeah, yeah. Have some have some fun stuff going on. Yeah, so we'll uh, yeah we'll be looking to set one up in the relatively near future ish. Ish, so, yep, yeah. Ish, ish. Yeah, no, uh, a few bits need finalising there. But watch this space for more. All right, well, two excellent choices, my good man. Thank you very much. I hope I haven't copied yours. No, no, you haven't. It's good. No, not at all. So my most looked forward to thing in 2020, although I feel like I need to do a second one now, is the upcoming DC Superman Kryptonite Crisis set. That will be blind product again. It will be blind product again. I think. Well, uh, they were spoiled as draft packs, weren't they? At the, uh, at the, were they spoiled at Worlds or were they spoiled at Nats? Oh, I don't know. It's all kind of blurred in my mind, but yeah, it was in the fan appreciation event at one of those two <laughs> that, that was delivered by WizKids, uh, and it was advertised as a draft pack set. We, we've got no word on. Uh, we haven't seen any spoilers, for example. No word on. What, type, what cards are being included I, I'm operating on the assumption that, that like the name Kryptonite Crisis that is like a whole thematic thing in, in the DC universe this, this sort of crisis thing the crisis on infinite earths is the famous one from the 80s particularly but they had the identity crisis in the early 2000s and other, other kind of crisis related events so as a DC fanboy I'm particularly looking forward to that set because just the use of the that, that kind of DC thematic uh, terminology of crisis gets me excited for potential of some of my favourite kind of characters getting some cards or perhaps some characters that I love that haven't had cards before turning up a bit of a boost to those DC ranks as a big DC nerd you know yeah Yeah. looking forward to having a Catman card yes yeah I would say well he's not all that big big a deal in the Crisis on Infinite Earths, but he was a big part of the Identity Crisis storyline, so that would be good. Although, uh, I'd like to see the 80s stuff with some of the classic artwork um, by a guy called George Perez, which is kind of sort of very f- famous sort of DC iconography around it. So uh, that's what I'm most looking forward to release-wise. I suppose just to bandwagon yours a little bit, the idea of competitive play for 2020 is definitely something I'm looking forward to. And I would like to see a similar, if not bigger, European-based event like the uh, European Championship was. Yeah, that would be... I mean, to be fair, I'd like to see UK Nats back. But uh, we'll have to wait and see if that kind of turns a pace. Well, yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, they would formalise the national championships. So there would be a, a Poli- Polish national champion, a Czech national champion, a Slovakian national champion, perhaps Denmark. I don't know if the Netherlands has got the player base to have their own. Possibly they have. But you know, these smaller European national championships take place, the UK as well, of course, Spain, with then a European-wide championship at the back end of that competitive season. Oh, that would be good. It would be good, yeah, and then just have a kind of qualifying system throughout the national championships and then a big qualification weekend to surround it when the the main event takes place, you know. Oh, they should hire you to make this stuff. That's good. Well, sure. I mean, they did it with Worlds in the US, didn't they? They had the US national championship, but then the Worlds championship, it was just a you know, entry ticket, entry system, wasn't it? And then, yeah. Then the Swiss did the, did the rest for them. Um, so I don't see why we can't have that. You know, local level championships or regionals, if you like, with a European wide championship at the back end of the year, maybe not dissimilar to what, what they've done this year. Uh, it, it would be great to see WKOs come back. You know, just more like really small local level supported stuff. Yeah, I don't think we'll see them coming back. No, probably not. But some OP kits through the year would be nice. Some OP kits through the year that actually arrived over this side of the water would be nice. <laughs> that would be very nice. Yeah. Uh, but actually, the thing I had in mind, not to hop off your bandwagon and ride my what? own cart, is the uh, I'm really excited to see another DC set on the docket. They, they, you know, they don't 
they don't get released as frequently as the Marvel sets. No. no. What characters would you? What, what top three characters that we haven't had already would you like to see? What from um, what? Just broadly speaking, or DC specific? DC specific. Um, well, if anybody's interested, they can head on over to BritRoller6.com where they'll find an article I wrote, top ten characters I'd like to see cards for. But if I was to pin it down now, I think there's some glaring omissions. Uh, we should have a Lobo. He's a popular kind of, character in the DC fanboy kind of space. Like a, like a big like woodwind instrument. Uh, no, that's Lobo, not Oboe. Oh, okay. You know, but if, you know, if they wanted to do an Oboe, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Orchestral Dice Masters. Um, yeah, there's an idea. One part of the DC universe I'm um, I'm a big fan of is I, I like all the kind of uh, martial artsy type characters. Uh, which I think is one of the reasons why I like the kind of Batman Green Arrow, certain elements of the Batman Green Arrow. So there's a character called Lady Shiva, who's like this kind of ninja assassin lady, which would be really cool. Uh, And then I've been a long fan of Gail Simone's work, and particularly the Secret Six comic book. So some Secret Six characters. Um, You mentioned Catman before. Scary Catman. Yeah, Scary Catman. But there's loads of really cool kind of DC sort of martial artsy dudes. There you go. There's three for you. Did you say oh, three? I did say three. Thank yeah. you for that. Well, one thing I would really love is when I was growing up and first getting into comic books, it was the Keith Giffen Justice League International team, the Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, Batman, the Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. I'll tell you what, that's that's a crime that we haven't got any proper Green Lanterns. We've got the Green Lantern. Well, yeah, but we have no Guy Gardner, no John Stewart, no Carl Rayner outside of the um, War of Light versions that aren't Green Lanterns. No, true. Um, there, there were two characters called Fire and Ice. Um, uh, oddly enough, Fire, she had fire-based powers, and Ice had kind of ice-based powers. Martian Manhunter, you know, it was, it was a classic team, but I love that artwork, and it had a bit of a, a kind of comedy feel to it. So um, some, something, I know, retro and cool like that would be would be great to see. Would be cool. Well, I watched uh, Justice League over the uh, holidays and there's a, a little snippet of a green lantern in that the movie yeah that's a good film uh yeah and there's something about a ring um uh, one of the power rings floating around uh there's, there's, it shows back in when they defeated the baddie the first time and got the three boxes off of them and they all joined forces together and there's a few green ra- <laughs> green lanterns also known as Green Lanterns, um, uh, in that little battle when you saw him, I was like, oh yeah, and then realised that Green Lantern wasn't actually in the actual Justice League yet. No, not in the movie versions. No. No. Uh, I mean, uh, there has been a Green Lantern in the Justice League, in one form or another, for ever and ever and ever. Anyway, there you go. So 2020... Over to you now, ladies and gents. We uh, we'd be particularly interested to know what you're most excited about with regards to Dice Masters for 2020. I think it's got the potential to be a really big year for the game. Uh, so drop us a note. You know all the usual ways to get a hold of us. Let us know, and we'll uh, we'll share some of your thoughts in the next episode. Well, there we are then, folks. As all things must, this episode has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. You really do. Yeah, I gave it a little pause again then, thinking you were going to try and uh, hop in and trip me up. Well, if I did it every episode, then you'd be expecting it. Well, I, I am expecting it, though. That's oh. the point. I'm saying, uh, you know. I won't do it anymore. Or we're like, oh, you cheeky. Um, yeah, so there we go. Another one in the can. First episode of 2020. How exciting. We um, we would love to hear, reminder, we'd love to hear from you guys. So don't forget, if you've got, I don't know, a card you'd like us to talk about, a team brew you'd like us to make, a, a topic of discussion you would like to send our way, a letter you would like us to read out, a thought you'd care for us to share, then, you know, hop on over to BritRoller6.com, hit the contact us button, send us a note, find us on Facebook, find us on Twitter, InstaMe, whatever. Um, we'd, we, we love hearing from you folks, particularly 
If there's something you're excited about for 2020, as we just said, then let us know. Indeed, you do. Don't forget, we're on the YouTube's as well. I've been we post videos of gameplay. Right. On that note, Ooh. we've gone down a subscription. I don't even know how that works. Well, we went down two, and we've gone up one, and then back up one. So presumably, we've lost two people, but gained one person. Don't 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 do that again. It goes up. <laughs> <laughs> we've got nine hundred and. Uh, nine hundred and nine to go, <laughs> and we can ditch a day job so we can do this full time. Yeah, come on now. It's not going to work if it's going the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, get on board, folks. Hashtag catch the cookers. Yeah, what are you messing up? I want to be the next ninja. Uh, all right. Ninja the streamer, not ninja the uh, actual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew you meant. Did you? Yeah down with the kids absolutely my kids got ninja pajamas for christmas right i want kids walking around with aka <laughs> big schlong or something yeah. on their pajamas when they go to bed my lad's got uh we bought him an unspeakable t-shirt unspeakable yeah he's the he's the dude he's a minecraft dude ah yeah see t-shirts for children with yep. me my, my and chris's that faces on that could happen and it's down to you subscribe yeah, come on, get it sorted out. Get it sorted out. Think of the kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they need Ministry of Dice pajamas, and you're not helping us get By that. Unsubscribing. Yeah, we need, we need that market coverage. Come on, folks. We, we get to a thousand, then then we start getting recommended and suggested. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and add revenue. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 you're pinning a lot of hopes on this ad revenue, Chief, and I think you'll find yourself wildly disappointed <laughs> when we get to a thousand. <laughs> you want to get? I want to get one of those little plaques on the wall that all the YouTube people have. Uh, honestly, mate, Dice Masters is the wrong game if that's what you <laughs> aspiration. <laughs> unless, unless it goes massive over 2020. That's what I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to going massive over 2020 and becoming a household name. Well, okay. Well, I'll tell you what, if you're listening right now, if you're listening right now and you're down at your local gaming store and you're playing Dice Masters, just, just drop it into the conversation. Just a, hey, are you, uh, are you listening to the Ministry of Dice? Have you checked out their YouTube channel yet? You know, a bit, a bit of positive word of mouth. Yeah. You know, and then drop, drop us a note. Let us know that you've done it. If we did get more subscribers and more listeners, we'd have to like, start being more professional and stuff, wouldn't we? I know, yeah. And actually putting it's a downside. Yeah, and the quality of content would have to be better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Magic the Gathering or something. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, literally right now, we're, we're into close to five minutes of an outro. We're not saying goodbye. And we're not even saying goodbye. You know. Bye. So, no, so anyway, subscribe. Yeah, subscribe. Yeah. Get the give get, give the YouTube channel a boost. Get all your friends down the FLGS to sign up. Yeah, you want to subscribe? There might be some fun, exciting stuff happening this year. There might be. We might we might have plans. We might have plans that would be entertaining and surprising in equal measures. Let me write a list. First, first one on the list. Think of entertaining and exciting things for well, YouTube. Well, channel. we've got two things in the pipeline, one of which we've been trying to work on for nearly a year now. Oh, that's true. And then, and then the other one, well, we, you and me just need to find the time to sit down and do it. And with that little tease, <laughs> with that little tease, we'll call it a day. I've been Chris, a.k.a. True Mr. Six. I've been Andy, a.k.a. Ooh, nice bit of squirrel, love. Mm, it, it was a lovely bit of squirrel. Uh, we will see you in two weeks' time. Bye-bye.
there we go then. In the can for your nan. In the can for your nan. There's a catchphrase. <laughs> well, better than saying in your nan's can. <laughs> that, that, be wrong. that would be wrong. That's also an outtake if ever I heard one. <laughs> oh dear.